You're dialed in to the Turn In Two podcast with your hosts, Matt Mills and Tito. Welcome back, Cardinal fans, to another episode of the Turn In Two podcast, season two, episode four. Back with me once again, the man, the myth, the legend, Tito. Tito, how's it going? How's it going tonight? As, I don't even know how I'm supposed to start this podcast off with you laughing at me being a man, a myth, or a legend. So I'm going to hope that it's not laughing at me. No, no, laughing at legend. You. Oh, you're laughing with me. Uh, no, I'm good. I mean, uh, it's nice to see a W, a couple of W's in a row now. Um, got a little winning streak going on here. And uh, don't blink now. They're sniffing. Yeah, so as I pointed out on the uh, the machine L computer, um, we've gone twenty four innings without allowing a run, and I know that's that may seem small, but the way that this rotation has been somewhat, the way the the bullpen has been, I think that's big news. And um, you know, I said last time we spoke, I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. It's still far out there in my eyes so close but far away in my eyes but um 24 innings without allowing a run and that's huge i think yeah i mean look the at the beginning of the year if you don't have all these injuries right cardinals had really good starting pitching not necessarily the best in the division but good enough to win you a lot of ball games um and for as much shit as everybody gave the organization for uh, hounding on uh, for getting John Lester, Jay Hab, Way the Blanc, uh, they've really they've really shown what they can do um, when given the opportunity. Um, and that's why you go out and fire guys like that, veteran starting pitching. And not to mention that, but look at the t- type pitchers they are, left-handers. Um, the Mets, I think I heard on 101 ESPN today had a, a 706 OPS against left-handed pitching. The Reds are terrible against left-handed pitching. Um, and then you've got a resurgent. I, I shouldn't even call it resurgence because it's not like Wainwright was bad last year, but out of nowhere, Wainwright has, in my opinion, uh, just gone on a streak of pitching that I don't know. He's, I don't know if he would ever be capable of duplicating again but he's easily a a top 10 probably a top five uh Cy Young candidate at this point yeah there's no question in my eyes top five I mean at his age what he's doing I mean he's not trying to do too much and you know you're right you know at, at the sign of the trade deadline it was holy shit what are we doing um right but it's panning out and I was having a conversation a little bit ago with somebody and it's, I, I, I'm going to sound like a Homer and that's fine. Cause that's my way of life. But you know, somebody being negative all the time. No, that's not me. No, I've I've turned over a new leaf. It couldn't be, but you know, it's funny that the message that I got said something like, you know, I feel like the Cardinals are going to, they're going to get in. And then, you know, that's just going to be enough for the front office. But here in the past week, week and a half, I've thought to myself, you know, the sad thing about it is because 
since me and you have been on this earth, when the Cardinals make a very good deep run, they aren't the best team. Mm-hmm. And I can just, I can see it now. The team gets in with the AARP membership rotation and they make a deep run. And it, it, it's, it's laughable, but at the same time, it's very Cardinal-esque of them to do because they won 100 games and were bounced in the first round. You know, the one time, um, I think they won 93 or 96 in 2013 whenever the Cardinals and the Red Sox played again in the World Series. And, you know, that's the only time that they've, well, I guess in 2004 too. But when they've won it, when they've won it all, they have not been the best. And, you know, I'm just throwing all this stuff in my head about, you know, the possibilities of what could happen if they do get in. Um, and, you know, you, you kind of look at the game where Carpenter um, had that game in Philadelphia. If they do get in and they do play the Dodgers, I mean, anything's possible. Um, and I don't want to count any chickens until they've hatched, but, you know, with them being a half game out now and the Reds aren't playing good baseball right now. The Padres are not playing good baseball right now. And the Cardinals are starting to heat up. Arenado, you know, back-to-back games with a homer. Goldie's been hot for the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's you're getting into a territory where you know the history of the St. Louis Cardinals, and you look at it and you go, oh, shit, we don't want this right now. And with the Cardinals playing the, the Padres here next or later this week, I believe, you know, you are you're, you're going to either end their season or you're just going to make things more interesting. And they're, they're still a dangerous team, but uh, I mean, with, with, with both of those guys limping, um, I don't think it's necessarily bad for St. Louis. No, look, we talked about it last time on the podcast that when the calendar flips to September, the Cardinals, for whatever reason, find this extra gear. We saw it in the 2011 run. We've seen it in 2006 when everybody got healthy. Sure, they got through by the skin of their teeth, but they got healthy. That was the most important thing for that team. Right now, what the Cardinals are going through is a true um, test, right? They've gone through a lot of good teams over the last few weeks, So right now, what I think is happening is that they are playing up to the competition at this point. Um, The pitching has been there. The hitting is starting to come around. Um, Look, even Alex Reyes has thrown some pretty decent innings here recently. And Giovanni Gallegos in in the closer role has looked just as 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 expected, really, because he's been one of the better relievers that the Cardinals have had. So now we're, we're getting to this point in the season where you don't have a lot of time left. So every game is, is a pressure cooker. So you want to be able to go out there and do your best, you know, and to go out and be a struggling team in the Mets, <clears throat> you know, those are the types of things that you need to be doing. Um, the Mets, even with all the trades that they made, they just haven't played good ball. So what do you have to do? You have to at least take one of the next two, obviously, to keep that keep that run going. And then, you, you know, your schedule it becomes pretty uh, dicey towards the towards the end of the year. Right. You've got three against the Padres, six against the Brewers. 
And then you've got seven against the Cubs who, you know, they ripped off like seven, eight wins in a row. So it's not like this is going to be a walk in the park for the Cardinals. They still have to do their job. Um, And the other teams are are also going to be playing too. So you can't be scoreboard watching right now. Sure. You take a peek. You'll, you'll look at it, but you've got to stay focused. And right now I think that this is the time where we see the Cardinals really uh, uh, start to flex some muscles a bit. Yeah, and I think uh, I was just thinking this earlier while this game was taking place is I feel like finally it's taken every bit of the entire season, but I feel like the rotation is finally moving into place. You know, um, you've got your Garcias, your your, your McFarlands that are lining up well, another Mosellock move that you question, but it's obviously panning out. Um, Gallegos taking the role of the closer, if you will. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's starting to make sense to where guys can go into these roles and get things done. And it, it, it all comes together for something, something extremely dangerous for other teams. You know, if these bats can stay above water and the pitching can get you to the bullpen or at least keep you in it, I I think it's bad news for a lot of teams and I, I hate going back and forth, but I think it could be a dangerous situation moving forward, but you know, the Brewers, they've got a comfortable lead in the division and oh, yeah. they may end up start resting guys. Um, you know, they, I, I'm sure Craig council wants to play spoiler, but I mean, look at the last time we played them. If I'm not mistaken, we should have swept that series. Uh, yeah, we really should have. And, and here's the, here's the other thing, right? They've got uh, they've got a really sizable lead in the division. It's 14 games at this point, uh, 14 and a half for the Cardinals, but 14 for the Reds. You know they're projected to to win the division. It's 100 percent almost guaranteed, right? Um, they don't need to do that much to get in. Um, they're going to want to win the division, no doubt. And I think that's firm in, in hand. So if you're the Cardinals. I wouldn't even worry about that, right? This isn't about the division. Um, This is solely about um, making sure you take care of business, right? You sit at half a game outside of the wild card spot. And right now you've got to do what you need to do um, in order to be that that last guy. And you know what? I kind of feel somewhat like you in the sense of if the Cardinals get in, um, would I pick them to be a uh, play spoiler to that wild card? Cause it's, it's either going to be the giants or the Dodgers. I don't think that there's any other choice there. Um, would I like to, you know, we can get into the hypotheticals of who you would like to face. Um, I think I know who I'd rather face and it would probably shock you, uh, but we can get into that later. Um, but I think what I'm saying here is, is that the Cardinals, if they were to make it in, they stand just as good of a chance to, to progress into that divisional round, just as any other wildcard team here. So why not them? Why not be those guys that can take, take the next you know, 20 games or so, 19 games, and, and go out and, and secure a wildcard berth and, and see what you can do? Yeah, and, and truthfully, I'll be honest with you. Outside of Los Angeles's deep lineup and their pitching staff, you know, there's no clear cut winner in the NL. 
there's none. I mean, we've no. we've handled San Francisco very well. Now, granted, we've got the history with them that doesn't really fare well for St. Louis, but um, we we've got the the playoff history with the Dodgers as well. But I would rather not face that lineup that deep of a lineup in a five game set. Um, the Brewers, I mean, we've been neck and neck with all year, um, and the Cardinals. You know, I, I won't get deep into that stuff, but. I mean, they just they they don't scare me that much. Yeah, their pitching staff is good, but at the same time, there is no team. I mean, maybe Atlanta. I mean, are they even in it? They're they're leading their division by uh, two three games. I mean, that would be the only team because I I feel like they've they've absolutely slaughtered us this year. But that yeah, one in six again against Atlanta, five and seven against the Brewers. Uh, we are four and two against the Giants and three and four against the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, it's just neck and neck all the way around except for Atlanta. And if we were to play them in the CS, you know, they th- there's guys on that team from two years back that that still have that bad taste in their mouth. Now, granted, they don't have Acuna, but they still got Ozzy Albies, they still got Freddie Freeman. Um, mm-hmm. they've got who they got Jock, you know, it's just. Yeah, look, I mean, here here's the crazy thing, right? You you look at these standings, you're you're hoping that the Cardinals can somehow put it together. Um, I would expect that if the Cardinals do get in, and I'll, I'll just be honest here, I want to see the Dodgers. I want that matchup. I I think that. I think they, the Dodgers are scared of the Cardinals. I don't like going to the West Coast because we seem to lose every time we go out West Coast. But there have been crazier things that have happened. And, and the Cardinals, you know, they definitely can match up. Now, obviously, you have to go through the buzzsaw that is Max Scherzer right now. Um, but that's, that's sometimes you've got to be the best. you got to beat the best, right? Um, so I, I would, I would love to see a Dodgers Cardinals wildcard game. I think that would be an incredible storyline. Now, hang on real, real quick. Is it, I thought I heard something about it, but is it still a one gamer or is it three games? I thought it was a one gamer. I mean, I, I mean, I thought it returned to, to normal. If it's a, if it's a three game set, um, I don't necessarily still like the Cardinals chances, but I would. I welcome three games. Maybe they were <laughs> just discussing it. I don't know. I think I think the biggest thing with Max Scherzer is you just have to make him keep throwing the ball. Now, now I, I, we're talking, we're 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 not even close to that at this point in time. But yeah. but the way to beat Max Scherzer is to make him get a bunch of pitches in. I mean, if yeah. you're swinging at everything under the sun, then you know he's just gonna do whatever he needs to do and be done with it. But look, but they've beat him before. And that, yeah. and that's why, and that's why I feel very comfortable about that. I mean, I, I know he's the best pitcher in baseball, or he's one of the best pitchers in baseball, throwing it like he is right now. But he he is beatable. Everybody is beatable. You just have to ha- be that, be the team that catches him on the right night. And you know, like I said, we, we've seen the Cardinals do that time and time again, where it feels like you know there's no chance, there's no way that they beat this guy and then they go out and do something crazy. Yeah. And currently in the top of the sixth, the giants are 
just manhandling the Padres, beating them eight to one. And that's kind of a that's kind of a weird situation because you know the Padres I felt were going to be extremely talented this year, and they're just kind of settling in. Uh, they are extremely talented. You know that this is a a classic case of a team that starts out very hot, and mm-hmm. then the All Star break hits and becomes an absolute downhill sled. Unlike unlike the the Padres, the Cardinals have actually trended up, right? They haven't had the only losing month that they've had was June when they went 10 and 17. And that's a lot. That's bad. Right. That's not good at all. But since then, July is a winning month. August is a winning month. And right now in September, they're trending in the right direction, too. You just have to wonder if, it, if it's a little too late. Well, they, they play. I think I saw the other day or today, actually that they play the Giants 10 more times before the season's over. Oh, yeah. And, and right now, you that's a team I do not want to play. That is no. a, a team I do no. not want to play. They are playing hot. They are they are on fire. I think if there's a team that's going to go to the NL or to the World Series, if the Cardinals can't do it, it's the Giants. I would, I would be willing to put money on that. Yeah, they've got the history there. Now, the one team I would like to see play the Dodgers in a one game, if it's not St. Louis, is the Padres, though. I don't know if you've caught any of those games this year. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Of course. Of course. I would love to see it, too. Could you imagine the storyline? Tatis Jr. Um, and just and just the entire Dodger lineup. I mean, yeah. there's there are there are few games that many people would just sit down and stop what they're doing just to watch that game. I mean, there there probably wouldn't be a better storyline. I mean, do you really want to see the Reds and the Dodgers play? No, no. It would the Red, I'm pretty sure the Reds would get smacked. It's, I mean, right. I, <laughs> right. I, I'm just not sure that they would be able to do it. Um, you know, but that's not to say that the Cardinals, you know, are obviously shooting. Oh, no. right? Well, and and but one of the things that I like that I'm looking, you know, deeper into September is the fact that, you know, you've got. Dakota Hudson, one more rehab start potentially away from coming back. And Jack is in the right direction now, granted. Um, I know Springfield's only got, I think, this week left. Um, so it would have to be with a Memphis rehab if he even has a rehab. Um, but it could play a, a role somewhat um, if he doesn't get a rehab start and he would just have to do, you know, bullpen sessions. But, I mean, the way the team's playing and – the potential of, of two of our starters um, coming back is, is kind of big news because I don't see, I don't, I don't foresee Dakota Hudson coming back into the rotation. Um, I, I, I don't could, either. I could see him being a long relief guy this year. Um, I could see him pairing off with miles Michaelis or KK. Yeah, that too. Um, I, I mean, mean, that's, that's how I see it. I mean, look, Michaelis hasn't done you really much that, that good. I mean, he gets you four or five innings, um, and you know, the last couple of times he's given up, you know, what, three, four runs each time. And, you know, that's not a good recipe to win to begin with. So why not have Michaelis throw three innings and then get Dakota Hudson in there and at least try and get three more, um, you know, and you hope, and you just hope for the best at that point. Yeah, absolutely. And man, yeah, I, I don't know. I think, I think in the, in the, the fan aspect of things, and looking into the f- next few weeks, like things look very bright for St. Louis. If they can just keep up doing what they're doing, things are looking very good, especially entering a playoff situation. One game you win, and then you've got 
multiple guys. Now, like I said earlier, we are way far off from that at this present time, but the way that everything is trending with San Diego, the way that the Reds have been playing recently, um, Mm -hmm. as long as St. Louis can, can take care of their own business, you know, um, I mean, I've, I've got a great feeling about it. Yeah. uh, Look, I, you know how I've been the entire year. I've never been very critical of the Cardinals. I've stuck with it. I've always said that, you know, they need to just turn the corner and I think they get in. Um, I'm just curious to see how the fan base reacts if they do get in. I mean, we've seen people already have said, you know what, they don't deserve to get in even if they do. And it's like, well, you know what? then don't watch. I mean, I'm, I don't have time for, for any more of these shenanigans of people trying to bash the team. Like they're in the fight for a wild card team as bad as they have been this year, even in their worst moments, they are still in this. They're only a half game back. There's no reason to just continue to, you know, dogpile on them and, and try and, and say that they're, they're not even worthy of a, a playoff spot because if that's the case, none of the other teams below them are worthy of it either. So why, you know, why does it matter at that point? Well, you almost wonder where this team would be if everyone had been healthy, you know? No, we've said that. And we've said it in the past. Look, I mean, even last, last time we talked, we talked about Jordan Hicks being injured and that being one of the biggest, biggest injuries that the Cardinals could have gone through because could you have imagined a full season of Jordan Hicks, Alex Reyes, Cabrera and Gallegos? I mean, that's again, we've said we said it in the past in past episodes. That's easily, easily one of the deepest bullpens in the game. Yeah. And, and I think they're even discussing the potential of him coming back. Maybe I don't know. I, if I, I haven't that. heard too much about that. But here's the thing. If it's me, I would not throw him. I think yeah. coming off of Tommy John, I know he was ready to go. Um, but that guy, that guy's arm is way too valuable, way too valuable. And plus he hasn't thrown in competitive games that much. And, you know, pitching is about rhythm, um, much like it, much like hitting, but pitching is always about rhythm and consistency. And, you know, what we saw from Jordan Hicks earlier in the year when he was pitching, it was not as consistent as we needed it to be. So in my opinion, he needs to get more game action that is uh, probably in the minors um, because once he gets up to the big leagues, I mean, you know, there is no room for error as you, you and I both know. Yeah. And I, I think, I think if you, if you, I got to toe the line here because if I say, let's bring back Dakota Hudson, you know, yeah, not Jordan Hicks, but at the same time, you know, you don't want to get into a situation like, Michael Walker in 2014 or whatever it was. Right. Right. Yeah. You no, you don't, you don't want to be, you don't want to be that person um, that is constantly injured also either, you know, you don't want, you know, it kind of reminds me of what Alex Reyes is going through, right. You know, or went through gets hurt. Tommy John lat strain breaks a hand, all these things that culminate into a, a delayed return to the MLB. You want to avoid all of that as much as you can. So, um, you know, for the Cardinals, if, if Hicks is ready to go, you know, I would not be surprised if he's used in the sixth, seventh innings when it's a, a really tight game or you need to shut down a, a 
a three, four, five uh, inning, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, there's plenty of baseball left to swing us one way or the other. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you got to be feeling good, but at the same time, you, you got to know that in your back pocket, there's still the possibility that it doesn't happen, but uh, right. everything laid out on the table, you know, I think tomorrow's outing, um, you know, you've got to let, you got to let Strowman's emotions get to him. The guy, the guy doesn't really keep it in check too well. So, but think- he's, man, he's so talented though. I, I really, I wish the Cardinals had the opportunity to get somebody like him because he, he's a gamer. He, he really can throw the ball very well uh, when he is on. So I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I really wish that there was an opportunity that the Cardinals could have got for got him. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm, yeah, I just think, I just think the best thing for him to, to beat him is to let him beat himself. Um, and I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, the, the big thing with Marcus Stroman is his fastball is hittable. You've got to be ready to hit the fastball at all times with him because his slider and his, and his changeup are very, very good. So you need to be sitting fastball ready to go. Um, and you know, the last time I saw a team ambush Marcus Stroman very well was whenever he was in the world baseball classic facing team Puerto Rico. Um, they lit him up within the first three innings, uh, scoring seven runs off of him and there was no looking back. So it's, it's possible. Um, and they should have a game plan uh, ready to go. Yeah, no, Absolutely. So this is what I found on August 22nd for Jordan Hicks that they're, they're not uh, expecting him to return from the 60 day D uh, IL. So okay. well, I, I'm, I let's, I, I, th- I think it's the right call. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, if he were available, I mean, there's no question when somebody throws over a hundred miles an hour on the fastball sinker combo. I mean, it's just, that's talent you can't teach and you have to have him, but if he's not ready, you can't do it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. You don't want to push it and potentially hurt him anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that makes complete sense. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I know I'm, I'm pretty for sure that Springfield season ends this week. Um, they're down in, um, <clears throat> Arkansas playing the Kansas City affiliate, the Naturals. Um, where, where do you where, where do you stand on on um, guys like Gorman and and are you okay with them staying down there in, in the minors for the rest of the year? I think there definitely have been some deserving names: Juan Yepes, Nolan Gorman, as we talked about last time um, that probably deserve a shot to, to get some at bats. Um, but if you're looking at the lineup right now, it's been for the Cardinals, I should say, it's been pretty consistent. Um, so I think in some kind of mind, I think there would, the, the, the mindset is it would be awfully hard to get them some at bats. Now <clears throat> that is very, you know, hard to say whenever you see Matt Carpenter get trotted out in the lineup, you know, in a series against the the Dodgers, you know, what was it three times 
two, two or three times. Mm -hmm. And you're thinking to yourself, well, surely Nolan Gorman could have done that. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is again, as it has been all season, you're paying Matt Carpenter, you know, 18 something million dollars. Um, and unfortunately it's riding the bench and it's not the, the Matt Carpenter that we know and, uh, and love, but, you know, taking away at bats at this point from people that are starting to click, that would be a very, very difficult, uh, you know, pill to swallow for some guys. Um, so that's why I think we haven't seen it. It's just the opportunity is not there. Um, you know, if this team was, if this team was in the Brewers position, I honestly think I, you'd probably see it. Um, but I think, you know, there's, they're, they're kind of probably looking at it as if, you know, get continue to get them at as many at bats as they can. Um, so that when the season does end, they can uh, make the move up and get some uh, crucial at bats in potential, you know, game, you know, you know, close game scenarios. Yeah. So Springfield season does end this week um, against the naturals. I'm so sorry for your loss. Yeah. Well, man, I don't, there's not much else to do around here. <laughs> and then uh, Memphis's season does not end until first of October. I think it parallels the MLB season. Oh, okay. Minus, so Minus that late start that they had in May. Um, but yeah, I don't think, I think they'll probably keep a lot of those guys down there. Um, yeah, again, it, I think it's about at bats. I don't think it's really anything else. Well that, yeah. And I, you're right at this point in time, what are they going to do with Carpenter's contract? They're just yeah. going to let it play out for the rest of the time. Um, I think so. I mean, I guess there's always the potential if they go deep. I don't know. Never mind. They're, they're not going to, uh, there's no sense in, adding a name come playoff time just because Carpenter, I don't know what kind of asset he is, but I mean. He's a, he's a bench bat. You know, I, I got to say this. I, I say that with a lot of uh, hesitancy because even as a bench bat, it's just, it's not there anymore. I don't know what it is, but when I was there at the game uh, the other day when he pinch hit and watched three straight strikes go by, it just, it was very painful to watch. And of course fans started booing in. I, you know me, I'm a big, uh, I don't boo fans and I don't like when fans boo their players, but it was very difficult to watch him strike out the way he did. Um, so even as a bench bat, it's just like, you know, what can we do? And I think that is the, the game that Schilt and Mo are playing right now is keep those young guys getting at bats, staying, you know, fine tuned um, to strike at the right time. Yeah. Well, and yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, Burleson, I think, has kind of hit his his stopping point. I mean, he's slaughtering the ball in single A, tearing the cover off the ball in double A, and now he's hitting 202 in triple A. But, I mean, that's not anything to be worried about. I mean, the kids, this is his first year in pro ball. And not, and not only that, but the jump between triple A and double A is massive. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. And it takes guys a little bit of time. But, I mean, this is his first year, and he's, you know, went all the way up from – Peoria Springfield now to Memphis. And I mean, it's a lot, it's a, it's different, you know? And um, so I, I mean, he's going to be just fine too. There's, there's no doubt in my mind about and, it. And he'll be in AAA next year to start off. There's oh, no yeah. doubt in my mind. Yeah. There's no reason to bring him back down to double A. He'll start in, he'll start in AAA for sure. Yeah. And I'm thinking next year, I, I, I have slight doubt 
that it doesn't happen. But I think Springfield next year will have Jordan Walker, hopefully Mason Wynn. Um, I think so too. Those guys up. But I mean, it's weird because like it feels like the Cardinals farm system has actually performed very well this year, but the records don't reflect that. Well, and that's that's kind of what I've been leaning on myself is, you know, the Springfield team in a whole. If you don't look at their record, you would not you would not understand no. how it is the way that it is. And it's just like Memphis too, though. Like there's, there's so much talent there, but you know, and that, that's fine. You know, that's completely fine. I'm not, I'm not going to say that the team isn't good because of that, because they've got a lot of good names. They've got, I mean, Gorman Plummer, Burleson, you know, Brendan Donovan, they've all came through. Um, they've all came through Springfield this year and the team is where it's at. But yeah. it's uh, – I don't even look at the record. I'm having the, – the Springfield team, since I've been going to the games in 05, the Springfield team is one of the – from start to finish, has been one of the most exciting teams that I've got to watch, you know, That's because funny. there's names that, you know, are fun. Um, and so, yeah, it's been it's been fun down here, and I'm, I'm actually leaning towards season tickets next year just 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 because – it's getting good again. Yeah. I like it. Maybe I'll go to a game with you. Right. <laughs> right. I tried to get you down here multiple times. Never happened. I I offered you food at my home <laughs> and you turned it down. So I don't you have literally nothing on it. <laughs> I I'd, I'd come in, I'd come in with a three full suitcases. What are you doing? I'm I'm moving, I'm moving in. in. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about here. Is is rent cheap? Is <laughs> rent cheap? Yeah, because I'm here to stay. I am here to stay. No, I think next year though. I think I think with some names coming off, coming off the the forty man. I think we're gonna. I, it may not be to start out, but I think we're gonna see Gorman up next year. But the thing is that I've noticed too is the Cardinals have a bunch of lefties that are just that are hitting the ball real well, and I don't know if they've turn to that since they were mainly having right-handed hitters, but they are absolutely going to lefties. Um, you know, Gorman, Plummer, Burleson, these are all hard-hitting lefties. And Nick, Whoa. since he got called up to AAA, he's hit nine, nine, two ninety-two. You know, he's only got one home run, but I mean, he's he's moved into that AAA role well. Um, but I, I think you've got to look at it this way: you've got a majority of the of the league being right-handed um, you've got to adjust to that at some point. You know, I think one of the biggest things that people keep talking about is Corey Seager, right? Will he uh, sign with the Cardinals over the off season? Because that not only gives them a very good shortstop, but it gives them a legit left-handed hitter. I don't, um, I don't like that idea. And I say, that's fair. I say it because I mean, I, 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 I lined up all the free agent numbers the other day. I, I was looking at them, and the Cardinals need – they need the power with less strikeouts. And, I mean, granted, Seager's, you know, decent average, He's but he's only got eight home runs. So why not – if you're going to go in for a shortstop, why not Carlos Correa? I know people hey, don't like him, but I, – Oh, I love Carlos Correa, and that's I, – I am – 1000% biased towards him being Puerto Rican too. So I'm all for Carlos Correa. I've been saying Carlos Correa, I would love to see him in a Cardinal uniform. 
I just think that there are other forces that may uh, speak higher dollars than what the Cardinals could probably afford for him. Well, but at the same time, are they going to, um, I mean, you have to look at it in a whole because, you know, Cardinals, the St. Louis Cardinals are very much about, <clears throat> about their system, you know, and I, I've, I've, com- I've compared, I've compared Delvin's defense to Javi Baez with less throwing errors. Um, he's a very good defensive shortstop. He, he doesn't have power. I mean, he can, he, I think he, last I checked, he was batting 270. Um, you know, he's not going to have the power there. And yes, he's only in double A right now, but do you want to sign a long term guy to essentially, I, I guess, if you sign somebody long term, you're blocking that potential. And I mean, you, you drafted him at the time a few years back to take over that role. So yeah. do you upgrade somewhere else and It'd let be Sosa start? Yeah, and it would be interesting to see, and I know this would sound very crazy, but could you imagine a world where Delvin Perez next year uh, fights for a role at second base? If they do sign somebody like Carlos Correa to shortstop, I mean, the guy has made very, very big time improvements. And as much as I like Tommy Edmond at second base and I love his switch hitting ability, and that probably still keeps gives him the job. Uh, I really like Delvin Perez. I think his growth this year has been off the off the chart and a lot better than people expected it to be. Um, I I think in my mind there is a very good chance that he is involved in a trade if they do something in the off season, but I wouldn't mind to see him getting an opportunity at second base. I think there's going to be, and I've, and I've felt this way for about a month or so now that if they make a trade this off season, you're going to see some of our, our better prospects being dealt. I mean, I some so. of these, some of these guys are blocked. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt about it. I mean, some of these I guys think- are blocked. Depending on how they view the backup catcher position next year, um, I think there's a good shot that Kiz gets gets traded. Mm-hmm. I think there's a good shot that uh, Nick Plummer gets traded. Yep, I do. I believe that. I think there's a good shot that Perez gets traded. Um, I mean, I, if, if they if they sign, I would even go as far as to say um, I, I could see a very good chance at uh, Burleson even being packaged just based on what he did this year. I mean, there's a lot of upside. I mean, here's the thing. When you're playing the GM role, you don't just bring up guys just so that you can see what they can do in AAA. There's always a plan. Oh, yeah, Um, absolutely. You know, you want to expose them as much to better pitching as much as you can. So that way, in the event, somebody comes knocking saying, hey, what do you think about this guy? And what if I offered X person? There's always that opportunity. And you yeah. can't say no. I think I think you're gonna I, I think they're I think that you could see, you know, the likes of Nick Plummer, um Delvin, um Kisner potentially. Um yeah, that that's a I that's think, a I think I think that one is probably the highest percentage possible at this point in time. Um to get traded or to yes. stay? Yes, to get traded. Really? You you think that? Yes, I do. I think. Well, I get again. I guess it depends on 
the offseason and what they they de- they determine is the backup option for Molina because it's not unless they are going to say you know what kids we're trading you outright in Herrera you're going to be the backup outright um I just don't see that happening because I think they'll put Herrera in AAA next year yeah Herrera's um, bat's not ready he's got pop and he's got he can he can has the raw tools he he can get it done um but it's just not fully there. Um, I mean, I the other day, whenever I was at the game, he was hitting like 202. Now I know that batting average does not matter, but I don't think he's he's ready to assume that role just yet. Um, but I do think that I, I think that uh, you know they will go another route and let Kisner go play somewhere else. But I think I think you're gonna see if 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 the young gets moved, which I do think that they've moved on from that by the way that Sosa's starting unless unless DeYoung starts doing something else. But I think that you're going to see probably DeYoung, Kisner, maybe in separate moves, but um, him and, uh, you know, you add in some of these other guys that we've discussed. I don't think they're going to part ways with Burleson, um, at least not yet. I think, I think they're going to hold on to him. I think he fits great for the dh role um just from what i've seen i think he 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 does fit that role really well um and then gorman i mean he's he's gonna be you know back up third um play second um i i have no issues with moving tommy edmund to a super utility role and if if gorman's ready why don't you if you don't make a trade for um, or sign a shortstop, then you can move Edmund over to over there to shortstop. It is um, his, it is his natural position. So, mm-hmm. oh, absolutely. And um, with the with the Cardinals being, you know, first in uh, defensive run saved, you know, yeah. you, you, I know you, I know there's people that don't want to part ways with anything in the outfield, but at the same time, you know, if you can upgrade for a bat, why don't you do it? I mean. I would be absolutely 1,000% okay if Harrison Bader was not on the team next year. Yeah. I'm going to say it outright. I know he's, he's a very good defensive center fielder. He just hasn't, he hasn't done it for me with the bat, and I don't think their team is going to that, – that leash is now so short for him in terms of batting that I think if the Cardinals have an opportunity to get an outfielder um, – either at either corner to push, you know, Tyler O'Neill to center or uh, Carlson to center, they'll do it. Well, I was talking to somebody the other day and, um, you know, I think, I think what a lot of this team lacks is the gap to be bridged from the top half to the bottom half. And yes, I think if you sign a, a better hitting shortstop, you know, that, that uh, the lower half does become smaller um, with the lineup being spread out a little bit more, but at the same time, you know, I feel like that's one of the reasons they did not bring back Wong outside of, I think the money excuse was, was wrong. I think, I think they didn't bring back Wong because you couldn't have two defensive heavy guys with, you know, um, a lack of a bat, if you will. Now I think the move to Milwaukee was the best for his career. I mean, it's a launching pad and it's helped him out, um, probably with his confidence as well. Well, you know it because he's been uh, touting it in the athletic. Yeah, but I think that I think that if they if they have the opportunity to move and make a significant upgrade, I mean, hell, even it, 
you know, I, I would I would be okay with keeping Bader, you know, if, if he was late, late defensive replacement or or you know, a, a bench guy. I mean, you but know, I, but I think there are but outfielders are dime a dozen to me. I, I truly do. I mean, look at Lars Newbar. Mm-hmm. He can play he, he can play an easy outfield corner position and you can shift somebody over. Yeah. I, I, I don't think Bader is yes, Bader is valuable because of what he brings defensively. It's no different than Molina, right? I mean, I'm not yeah. going to compare the two really, but it's no different in terms of how we see Molina and how we see Bader. Defensively, very, very good. But the de- the depth and outfield that the Cardinals have, I think we underestimate it. It's just who's ready. Um, and can we get away with it is really what it comes down to. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I agree with that. Um, but, I mean, that's, that's – that's, I mean, if, if Mo's going to make a bunch of moves this offseason, I mean, obviously pitching is a necessity. Yeah. I think yeah. Uh, yeah. starting pitching especially. Um, I think them playing roulette on who wants to pitch this year was kind of a, a disaster. But uh, well, I think he's also been on the record saying, you know, you know, in hindsight, could we have done a little better depth-wise? Probably. But you know what? Here we are, you know, almost well, done with the season. And, and I would I would almost go out on a limb and say that we'll see Libertor in the rotation next year, honestly. You think uh, so? Yeah, I do. I think they're I think that's why they didn't bring him up this year. I think they were letting him get a full season in starting and and next year they'll make that jump. I mean um, as a number five, that's a pretty good number five. Oh yeah. I mean, he's going to assume the role that, you know, many of these guys do whenever they just get called up. I've never seen him pitch in person, so I can't make any, like I could tell watching Jack Flaherty throw that, that he was going to be that guy. Um, and, and Dakota Hudson, he looked a lot better in double a, I, I was never, I never impressed with Austin Gomber until last year. And now I'm like, shit, you know, I'm glad we got Arenado, but I would have liked to kept him, keep kept him around. I mean, think about this one, right? Sandy Alcantara. Oh, God. Gosh, he has been filthy for the Marlins this year. I mean, it's unreal. I mean, he pitched very, very well the last, what, three, four times. And well, and look right now you're sitting here it. thinking about it, and you're like, boy, if you could have that arm right now in the, in the Cardinals rotation. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we got two years of Marcelo Zuna. Who? Yeah, exactly. God. Never heard of him. Yeah, well, I wish I didn't. <laughs> so, anyways, we're we're pushing through this. We're pushing through the rest of this Mets series. We've got the series with San Diego coming up, then a plethora of other series with Chicago, the Reds, Milwaukee. Well, I mean, last time I said I didn't think we were going to make it in. Things have obviously changed a little bit. We're looking a little bit better, but um, I mean, how how are you feeling? Now, how, how are you feeling? I, based on schedule wise, I still think, unfortunately, I think the Reds have the best chance of making it in. Mm-hmm. Um, schedule wise, do I? Th- I'm going to be a homer and say that the Cardinals get in, though. I didn't think they would last time we talked. I said that I was not sure that that was possible. 
um, just because of the way they were playing. Um, but they've really, they've really kind of turned it around here recently. So I, I'm going to say, let's ride the momentum. Um, and, and let's get into the, let's get into that wild card game. Yeah. I think, I think my eyes will be a little bit more open up if we take two of three, if not sweep San Diego, I know we should have won that series last time. And that's a little disappointing, especially mm-hmm. how they didn't have, um, Tatis, Tatis. Yeah. um, but I think with, uh, Winker being out of the Reds lineup, I think that's helped help the Cardinals' chances a lot. Um, I mean, honest yeah. to God, I think watching the series this past time with the Reds, um, you know, one of the biggest takeaways I felt, and I, I, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I feel like if if you are St. Louis or you are any team for that matter, and you shut down uh, Castellanos and you shut down Jonathan India, you have a very high chance of winning that game. And it's like, you know, there's other talents on that team, yes, but I think I think if those guys are are not in the picture or they're not hitting the ball, then you your your chances of winning are are astronomical at that point in time. And I, I think that you know if they because I know the Cardinals did well this series with shutting them down, mm-hmm. um, and you know let's. Yes, let's just keep doing it. If you need to, yeah. if you got two outs, fucking walk Castellanos. I mean, they 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 have to get to a point where game management is is part of the routine, and I mean, it should always be a part of the routine. But you need to make sure that if you are in a winnable scenario, a winnable game, that you that you make those moves. And you know what? Sometimes you you'll live and die by the sword, but at least you're. Uh, at least you're making the opportunities happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll say I I, I I want to hang my hat on it, but I think if they can keep playing the way that they're playing right now and taking care of their business, I think they're definitely in. But I mean, there's still that there's still the thought in the back of my head that they're not gonna they're they're gonna end up doing something and not pulling it off. But I mean, I think I'll have a very better much better outlook um after the padre series of course sure yeah i'm 100 with you on that one well do you have any closing thoughts any hot takes any um yeah uh i'm gonna i know that uh over the over the last couple of weeks i've been fortunate enough to uh take in some sweets uh sweet views at the games and um you know I look around and I see the comments about attendance and, and whatnot. Uh, I just wonder if, you know, the same people crying about attendance and whatnot are looking at all the other games um, and looking at all the other people or all the other teams and, and their attendance as well. Because today, um, I saw, you know, I saw Aaron Judge hit a home run and Yankee Stadium didn't look that full. Uh, but I don't see a lot of other people pointing out to those things about how the Yankee stadiums in, isn't full. And they're arguably um, just as popular as the Cardinals, obviously. Um, so it, it just uh, it's very interesting to me uh, to see how people uh, flip on attendance so quickly whenever when all we uh, when all we try and do is, is support the team. So. Um, just, just casually observing that. 
Absolutely. And see, just, I mean, I'm just thankful the Cardinals were, you know, they ended up winning tonight. It seemed like once the Cardinals got on the board, the, the Jim Edmonds comments stopped. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. the, the constant, the constant riding his nuts just kind of gets old for me. Uh, that's just my uh, take because I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he says some weird shit sometimes and mm-hmm. that's fine, whatever. But I think he's got some of the best baseball inside. If you get whenever, whenever they had the broadcast a few weeks ago of him, Ankiel, and Danny Mac together, it was, it was amazing. And you know, I, I don't care who he's talking about. I don't care if he's texting somebody. I'm, I'm sure he's hurt somebody's feelings somewhere. But at the same time, you know, he's got great baseball inside at times. I mean, think about it this way, right? The Cardinals are sixth in attendance this year. Six. The only teams that are better are the Dodgers, super huge population. Atlanta, super huge population. Texas, super huge population. San Diego, who is just in California, super huge population. Houston, super huge population. But that's it. That's the five teams before them. I wish. No, I, I, that's I, what I just don't understand why people are like, oh, well, attendance, attendance, attendance. Give, well, give me a break. This is no disrespect to anybody else, but I wish they would separate tickets bought and actual attendance. I agree. I, I completely agree. I mean, I you know, there's some games where like, there's thirty one thousand here, and there's every bit of ten. Yeah, no, and I and I completely agree. My, my and I think the bigger thing here is look, the Cubs are beneath the Cardinals, the Yankees are beneath the Cardinals, the Mets are beneath the Cardinals, the mm-hmm. Red, the Boston Red Sox, the White Sox, who are probably one of the better teams in the AL, are beneath uh, the Cardinals. So there's a lot of teams on here that aren't averaging nearly close to what the Cardinals are averaging. And sure, like you said, you wish they would separate that stuff out. But the fact of the matter is, is that there are people that do support this team and they need to quit riding the, the you can't, can't always just beat St. Louis down because you see an empty uh, section in, in the stands. Every team is going through this. That, and it just frustrates the hell out of me. Oh yeah. Well, and, and I guess my biggest takeaway is, you know, I, I know you don't have this issue because you can just get in your car and drive and come back home all in one night. But like, mm-hmm. I mean, for me, you know, I just I look at the ticket prices and even from the Cardinals website, they're they're kind of high. And it's like, you know, I've got a four hour drive one way and it's like, you know, I go out and if I buy a ticket or two or three or four or five or six, whatever, what have you, you know, then if I drive back. And it's, you know, it's not, it's, it's not cheap anymore. And no, even, it's not. even some people, even some people selling on resale sites, you know, you're looking at tickets and you're like, man, that's, I'm not paying an arm and a leg to sit there. And I mean, there, there was days here within the past few years. Oh, hell the game that me and you went to. Yeah. I bought those tickets for $25 a piece and we were on the front row. Right. And I mean, it's just like, you know. I know that the the prices have dropped a little bit since they opened up the stadium to everybody, but it's like people are just taking advantage of that. And um, I mean, but yeah, I mean, travel time, everything like that. I mean, it hasn't lined up yet. Would I like to? Yeah, but man, it's such a long day driving all the way up there, watching a game and then driving back. But see here, here's my larger point, right? The giants 
are 14th in attendance, mm-hmm. yet they have the best record in baseball. And you're going to sit there and tell me that um, that just because it's a lesser product, that's why team, you know, the Cardinal fans are going. I, I just don't buy that. I, I really don't. And and when everybody complains about cheap ticket prices, I'm like, why? It's it, as you just said, it costs people arm and a leg just to get into the game that has nothing to do with gas nothing to do with food it's literally to get in the game it costs yeah. you an arm and a leg but we're gonna cry about five dollars and 55 cent tickets <laughs> like come on I, I i don't know what people want well yeah i mean the, truthfully i mean if i lived that close you know i'd probably have been at least one or two of those albert games but I mean, do you know are all Me the teams opened up to hundred percent? Uh yeah, they yeah. should be. Okay. I I have no idea. Um so I wasn't hundred percent sure there. But yeah, I mean those two, I mean, I was he was gonna try, I was gonna try to make it work for one of them, but I mean you can't pass out five dollars and fifty-five cents, but at the same time, you know, it's I you know it. whenever you become an adult, Tito, sometimes things just don't line up you how you would like for them to line up. And I mean, it is what it is, but uh, yeah, I guess if we're going to be philosophical to end the show, sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, as we age, our bones can't just handle driving all day. We get, get frustrated. We yell at other cars and Mm -hmm. we're just in a bad mood. You try to park around this. You try to park in the parking garage and then try to leave the parking garage. Oh my gosh. Game gets over at 10. You don't even get out of the parking garage till 11. Well, it depends on where you park. If you're well, dumb listen, listen. I don't know where to park, so I park in the parking garage. Well, you could always ask, and I can tell you. No, because you'll park me somewhere that I don't want to park at. You mean, th- excuse me? Yeah, I'll probably a long freaking walk. And it's or- literally three blocks for ten bucks, and you take two rides, and you're on seventy easy. Two rides? Two rides of what? <laughs> Two rights, like you. Oh, turn two rights. Two rights. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I thought you were about to put me on them scooters. No, I mean you could take one of those bird scooters. Those up things to are park. hideous. <laughs> those things are so ugly. All right, well, guys, if you guys want to follow, listen, whatever to the Turn Into Podcast, you can do so on Spotify, Apple iTunes, or Google Podcasts. Until next time, and hopefully a few more series wins, go Cardinals.